This show is brought to you in part by Temple Sporting Goods, powered by AdCraft. For more information on creating great gear for your team, contact them at 563-243-1304 or at templesports.com. Hey guys, Corey here. If you enjoy our show and the coverage of small college football we provide, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash NAIFball. In doing so, you help support small college football media coverage. For the next 20 or so $3 patrons, we will send you a limited edition holographic NAIF ball sticker. These are gorgeous, and we only have a limited amount to send out. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash NAIF ball and become a patron today. Hey NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe here with John Cooper with another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast. We're coming to you tonight with the new football coach for Southeastern University, Coach uh, Cesar Rivas Sandoval. Coach Rivas, how you doing this evening? Doing well. Thank you very much, Corey and John, for having me. Hey, it's our pleasure. So, I, I got to ask, um, you know, you're, you're coming on a cross-country move uh, from Azusa Pacific. Um, what, what made uh, Lakeland a good place for you? Well, I'll tell you, um, it was really about the people that I met here at Southeastern. Uh, I had no intention. Um, you would have asked me six months ago about leaving Azusa and, and the community and the family that we built there over the last six years. It was just Southern California's home for those people that don't know. And I'm born and raised in San Diego and went to college in Northern California at UC Davis. And so uh, I've been all over the country and coming back to California, specifically Southern California back in 2014 was a really coming home and reuniting with family and friends and just really had no intention of leaving. Um, but when I was approached about, uh, about leaving APU, I was going to have to be something that was really special and a place like SEU, not just being in Lakeland, not just being in central Florida and, and the hotbed of recruiting that everybody knows it to be. It was, it was really about the mission of the university and being a God first institution and uh, so many similarities between Azusa Pacific and SEU. Um, was really something that, that was really drawing to myself and my family. And, and this was really, make no mistake, this was a family decision. I, I, at first, when it was approached, I said, there's just no way. There's no way I'm going to be able to move my, my wife and the kids, no matter uh, what the level of ball is, no matter how much the pay is, or none of that's going to matter. Uh, there's just no way we're going to get get us up as a family of five and move across the country. And the more, uh, the more my wife and I spoke about it, the more we met with Drew Watson and the powers that be here at SEU, it really turned into a calling. It really turned into uh, a calling for us and the family. Coach, you know, we, we just talked about that move there. Uh, you know, you're, you're pretty, uh, you're still pretty fresh to the Central Florida area. What have you liked so far about living there? Well, uh, minus the last couple months of being in lockdown in the, in the house, uh, we've been, we, we've gotten out a little bit, not too much. Uh, it's been a lot, it's been a lot of work, grunt work, a lot of office work, uh, getting to know a lay of the land. Uh, I think for me, the thing that strikes me the first is, is again, I come back to the people. Everybody's been so amazing. Uh, I'll, I'll start with the campus community first. It's, it's such just a tight knit group of people that really care about servicing, um, students and then uh, next are student athletes and and that for me is is paramount 
to anything that we could do as coaches is that uh, we're always looking to how, how to better serve these kids. And, and when we talk about a life transformational experience, I really feel like SCU does that. And so for me, it's, it's been how they've treated uh, myself and my wife and our kids through the process. I, I think everybody in the community uh, that we've met and come into contact with has been awesome. My, unfortunately, my family got out here only about two weeks right before the whole quarantine started. So we got a very, very small glimpse of what it's like to live in Central Florida before this all went down. So, uh, But it's beautiful down here. Everybody thinks it's really different. Everybody goes, oh, do you think uh, it's, what are all the differences? What are all the differences? And it's really not so much about the differences. There's a lot of similarities. There's water all around us. There's a lot of sunshine, a little bit more humidity down here. Uh, but but as far as the outdoors approach and a lot of sunshine, a real great uh, friendly people, a lot to do in, in the city of Lakeland, a very family-friendly environment, um, parks and um, you know activities and, and things like that that the community really puts out there. really enjoy that so far. Well, Coach, in about a year or so, we'll, we'll definitely have to check back in with you and just get your hard-hitting analysis on Disney World versus Disneyland. <laughs> There we go. There we go. We look, my kids are going to hold you to that, so I promise you. <laughs> so you, you've talked about the, the, the culture in and around Southeastern that, um, that, that drew you to Southeastern. Um, what's it been like for you to try to roll out a new philosophy, um, kind of your way of doing things um, during uh, a period of lockdown and, and pandemic and quarantine you know that's a great question because i didn't know i didn't really have an answer for you the first couple of days of this thing i really didn't because uh, we had a, such a different blueprint that was set up we were we had just finished our first day of spring football we'd had like three walkthroughs first during spring football we'd have been having some installation meetings and We've been doing culture meetings and meeting as offense and defense, the whole team. We're starting our leadership council. I was meeting with juniors and seniors to do some leadership development. We were doing all these really cool things, and we thought we'd be doing it all face-to-face in person. And we were you know, really working hard uh, on, on academics and driving home uh, our mission for graduating all our, our, our student-athletes. And, and then, bam, this hits. And I think everybody kind of got rocked at that to be honest with you, the first couple of days, just for the standpoint that it's, it's just unprecedented. And then when you kind of let it sink in and you go, okay, well, what are we going to do? We're all just not going to sit here and go on vacation. Well, we've got, we got to think about what's the plan, what's next. And I think our administration did a great job of um, rallying the troops. And then that led to me and uh, really let rallying all of our, uh, all of our coaches first and setting out a, a plan. Okay. This is what the short-term plan is going to be. And, and I thought we did an excellent job of that. Um, of really driving home what originally was going to be our face-to-face mission with all of our student-athletes, which was building culture. And I think the unique thing that this has really shown us is that we want to make connections with everybody. And it actually has forced us as a staff uh, and as a community within athletics to reach out to our kids and let them know that they're more than just a student athlete to let them know they're more than just a football player. And so we've done, we, we've made it a point um, to speak to our guys, not just once or twice a week through text message or a phone call, but FaceTime, Zooms, uh, big groups, small groups, one-on-ones. And, and so our kids know that we're really vested in them. And, and I think that if we were on campus doing spring football 
it really would have been probably we would have been really trying to work on the culture part. That, that's that's no doubt. But you know that whole football thing starts to when it, it's kind of its own beast, and when it takes over, it's really a lot of football. And we haven't been able to do any football face to face. And so uh, yeah, we've been able to do a little football via zooms and installations and some X's and O's and watching some film with our position coaches, our coordinators. But but the majority of this has been. Um, getting to know our kids and it's been a great opportunity i mean god really provides when you say you know i really want to work on our culture and he says okay we'll go ahead and do it <laughs> and he really gave us an outlet to do it now hey coach so we got to watch southeastern last year and what they brought to the table it seems like you have a a good crew coming back um you know last year they loved to go fast on offense love to space the field out Let's talk some ball. What's what's your offensive philosophy going to be like in 2020? Uh, we're going to be multiple. Uh, we really will. I think that we're going to obviously have some speed, team speed here, um, and we're going to have a signal caller, uh, maybe even a couple of them that can really push the ball downfield. But we've got two outstanding running backs as well, and you uh, alluded to a little bit earlier, Corey, about Brian Bell, and, and then obviously uh, Lauren Parker comes back as well. And, so that's kind of a two-headed monster back there. So whether you wanted to line up at 20 personnel or 11 or come out there in 10, uh, we've got some guys that can run downfield, really um, take the top off the of defense. You've got Eugene Witherspoon out on the outside. Uh, some guys that you guys might not have heard a lot about between, um, you know, uh, Wendell and, and, uh, and Miles Henderson. And we've got some dudes in there that, that can really um, open up some space, like you said, on the field. So uh, we'll be multiple, though. Uh, I love um, – Mr. Hinkle at, at tight end, and he, I think he really brings in a presence about him. I think he's ready to come into his own. He's been doing an outstanding job and developing his leadership skills uh, after being kind of a role guy last year. Uh, but shoot, he really looks the part. So I'm, I'm really anxious to kind of get to know these guys um, and see them run around on the football field. Very anxious. I'm probably more anxious to see them run around than, than they are. So to head up that side of the ball, uh, you brought in Richard Sanchez. Um, who came straight from San Diego State. Um, how, how does his sort of big school background kind of bring, um, a, a, what, is, what does that bring to your squad? Well, I think a level of professionalism, first and foremost, but it's, it's not so much the big school vibe. I think what I wanted to bring in with Coach Sanchez was just a level, two things. One's, one is a level of professionalism that's unparalleled. The second one is his ability to mentor young people. And I mean that as far as players, and I mean that as coaches. I've watched him um, do a phenomenal job at every single level of football that I've seen him at. He's been um, at the major division one level. I've seen him at the 1AA or the, the FCS level. Um, I've seen him at non-scholarship FCS level. Uh, I've seen him at the high school level and an elite high school level coach. I've seen him do so many different things in each level he's been at. He's done a, a remarkable job of transforming lives both on and off the football field. He does a great job of developing talent. And, and I think that for me, in, when I'm trying to lay a blueprint here and put my thumbprint on, on this whole thing, it's that's that's what we're all about. We want to transform lives. And, and he's, he's great at that using football. Um, when the guys aren't really realizing what's happening, he's doing both on and off the field uh, personal development. Coach, um, on on defense, you're you're bringing back, um, you know, a couple of good uh, defensive backs here who have shown a nose for the ball. Uh, Chris Thompson and uh, Corey Rahman, 
combined for six picks last year. Um, and then you've got a, a defensive lineman up front in, in Dennis who you know, got to the quarterback seven and a half times last year. Just a nose for the football there. Talk about what you've got coming back on defense. Well, I'll tell you what, Lubert's a heck of a player. I think he was the freshman defensive player of the year, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, He's got a motor that just does not quit. Uh, he might not be the biggest or, or um, the strongest guy out there, but I'll tell you, he's plenty strong. But he has a motor that just will not shut off. And he was fun to watch during the winter conditioning stuff. Um, just beating, I mean, he's beating guys that are half his size and, uh, and races and agility drills. And he's just a great effort guy. And I think that's what's going to really set him above um, the competition there. Our secondary, I really like our safeties. I uh, really like Chris out there at the corner position. We're going to fill some spots that we're, we just have a high need for, especially a linebacker right there in the middle. Uh, but Coach Petaway does an outstanding job. I think the last two years uh, we've been ranked in, in the top ten in the nation in just about every single category. And um, I'm not a you know I'm not the almanac over here, but I, I know he does an outstanding job. And uh, for me, what I care most about is the principles that he runs the defense with. And I, and I just love that he's just all about sick ball, be physical, uh, preaches to the kids about getting the football back to the offense and scoring on defense. And um, I just love I love the demeanor that he's bringing to, to those guys on defense. Coach, you're going to be in the Sun Division. And, you know, Southeastern has, you know, kind of really dominated the Sun Division. And, uh, you know, for they went 8-1 and one this year. And uh, just lost out on it. And uh, but just can, can you just talk about since you've been there? Maybe you've heard the kids talk. Is you guys are very lucky that your your games are so regionally close. They're all the all the games are now in state, I believe. Now that Faulkner's oh. left, um, just talk about just I guess how convenient that is, and maybe uh, how that might affect recruiting a little bit. Just because you're going to run into these guys all the time. <laughs> well, I, I you're going to think I'm crazy here, but I've I've spent very little time concentrating on anybody else other than us at this point. We're just uh, we're just not at that point yet. I'd love to be able a few years from now uh, put you know posters up and beat so and so and the rallying cry at homecoming against this and this is our big rival. Uh, and, and and I know that'll grow. It'll grow along with uh, the age of our program. But right now, we're just so locked into being the best we can possibly be right now that we've done very little talk of, of recruiting against another school, playing against another school. I know um, the ever-ending question of, of you know uh, of fans and or or boosters or or media asking about us and the rivalry between Kaiser and how that's starting. And I think that's really neat. I think that's an awesome rivalry to have, but uh, I think that's just right at this point for us, just more for the fans, more for the community, not not necessarily us as an individual program right now. I think we need to just really concentrating on finding the right fit guys for us in Southeastern uh, versus I want to go beat another school in a, over a recruit at this point. Um, I think that's where we're at right now. Coach, you know, I, I absolutely agree with that, and that's a that's an awesome answer. So, uh, you know, once we get past all this stuff, say that the NAI allows, you know, fall camp to resume like normally, Think, hopefully it will. I'm, I'm a high school coach in North Florida, so we really need to get going again. Um, we got to send some kids what, what now. Does, what, what, does, what does, you know, the week 
the first week of fall camp look like for you guys? Well, what's that going to look like? Well, I, I think the first thing you got to consider is, uh, is player safety, number one. Uh, you know, you, you said you coach you coach high school ball, and you'll, you know it. Right now, um, these guys haven't had a spring under their belt, no contact. They haven't touched anybody physically um, since last November or December, uh, depending on how, how long their postseason went. And so uh, we've got to make sure that we take care of our kids' bodies first and their heads. And, um, everything going on today with player safety, I think that's paramount. I don't know how many of these guys have been running around in 110 degree heat with, you know, 85% humidity and full pads. And so we're, we're going to, we're going to slowly gain, gradually bring them into playing shape. I think that's first and foremost. We need to make sure that we can align the side. I think a lot of it's going to have to do with academic uh, side of the football and then uh, making sure that culturally wise, we're, we're all on the same page uh, from um, a team culture standpoint. Uh, I think it's really going to be the team that is mentally prepared and the team that's healthiest the first half of the season that's really going to uh, end up on top. And so for us, that's what we're probably mo- most focused on coming into fall camp, just being excited to be around each other, but then also being uh, very cautious of how fast we jump into this thing based on what kind of shape our guys are in and, and being smart about it. Sometimes it, we've got to be smart for the players. They might. I know our guys right now are already asking about how quickly we can put on pads and bang and do all this other stuff and, and um, they'll they'll do it if we let them and so we've got to be make sure we're, we're the adults in the room and, and make sure we're very cautious about that now coach um, the last couple years um, southeastern has been just on the outside looking in to the NAI playoffs um, what what needs to happen um, for your team to just to, to break through that that sort of that almost invisible barrier there it's a great question and I'm going to revert back to you know I think it was question number two or three now that you asked me earlier it's really just concentrating on us we need to maximize ourselves uh, and when you start maximizing your your own potential out on the football field and in the classroom and uh, both academically in their in the classroom classroom and in the football classroom and we start maximizing that, our, um, our team unity and culture goes up, and, and we start maximizing ourselves and as far as output goes out on the football field, holding guys to less points, scoring more points than your opponent. And we start realizing, like, well, we're, we're a pretty good football team. When we start maximizing ourselves there, then I think we can start worrying about playoffs and everything else. Uh, I think the talent is here. When that is, I, I don't know when, when we're breaking through that glass ceiling right now. Um, I, I could it be the year one? I sure hope so. Uh, but is it year two or three? Who knows? Uh, but I do know that the blueprint will be here, and and when uh, we start maximizing ourselves, I think that's when it's when when it's going to happen in due time. It's I think if we start concentrating on it so much, it became it, the the objective and our goal becomes the main focus instead of our process. And I think right now we need to be so concentrated on our process on how we're getting better every day, how we're growing, all the tangible and intangible things that go into winning uh, within a college football program. I think that's what we need to concentrate the most at. And then we've built enough continuity amongst ourselves and we're operating at an elite level. I think the winning and the going to the playoffs and making runs and everything else, that'll really take care of itself. Coach, you know, I'm a Mid-South guy. I love the Mid-South. I think I've been to just about every you know campus there is in the mid south 
Um, you know, Southeaster is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, you know, a lot of selections in that cafeteria there you won't find anywhere else in the NAI. <laughs> um, you know, t- just talk about maybe your first impressions of when you stepped on campus and just how you absorbed all that. My first impressions when I first stepped on campus was, uh, quite honestly, this is this is vacation. <laughs> this is a resort. Like, I, where's where's really where's work? Like, that's what I was thinking. Uh, the palm trees everywhere. You've got hammocks hanging from palm tree to palm tree. You've got sand beach volleyball in between the dorms. Uh, you've got lakes that that are on both sides of campus. Kids that are fishing. Uh, I mean, in between, in between classes, everybody's driving around in a golf cart. I mean, it, it's literally like staying at Co-op Med. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to grow these young men up to being grown men, and, and we've got, um, you know, maid service, uh, cleaning services coming in and cleaning out dorm rooms once a week for these guys. It's, it's absolutely amazing. It's beautiful, uh, and so it's. That, for me, was the first impression of campus. Forget about the facilities and a nice stadium and a baseball field and, and all that really, other, the other cool, real cool bling. Um, it was, I was just walking around campus. I'm going, if I'm just a regular student, this place is awesome. Coach, yeah, that's that's absolutely what I was going to say. I, I know a couple guys that went there in the past and know some guys that are on campus now and and that uh, just maid service just blows my mind. Uh, you know, I, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. There. I was like, you're joking, right? And they're like, no, 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 we're serious. They come in once a week and they clean right. you guys' rooms. And I was like, how am I ever going to get these guys to, <laughs> to learn how to clean their own room? Yeah, talk about enablement. But, Coach, this is going to be the last question for me, and then I'm going to let Corey um, close it up here. And I ask just about every new coach we talked to this just to get a read and i haven't really been able to watch any kind of film on your philosophy i know we we you talked about what you would be running what's going to be a little bit different this year but i want to know what is your bread and butter run play in your base package well now you're gonna have to come out to week one to watch come on here buddy i'm not the goods yet (laughs) we're we're definitely going to be there coach you know you know what's funny is uh we, we have some coaches that, you know, we get some angry direct messages at times because when we watch that film, we know what you got, your tendencies are, but we're going to be kind to the new coaches this year. Uh, yeah, but we're I appreciate that. But I'm going to let Corey finish it off. But, Coach, I, I appreciate you being here with us. Uh, well, thank you very much for having me. It's been fun, guys. Coach, before we let you go, I got to know, what position group is it? that you were just chomping at the bit to get back and see uh, wh- which one is one that excites you the most? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be totally biased here right now, and I'm going to say the kicking game right now. I want to see guys just running down the field um, back and forth. I, I want to I see the long game. I really do right now. It's such um, an underappreciated aspect of the football game, but it – it's the thing that changes the game uh, more than anything else in one given play. And and the cool thing about the kicking game and special teams, and, and I don't just mean field goal PATs, I mean your kickoff, your kickoff return, your punt team, your punt return team, your core four, uh, because it really gives an opportunity to see the level of effort um, that your team plays with. And I think that's probably what I'm most um, eagerly anticipating. I, I, get, I get to watch offense and defensive players 
um, on the field at one time, running around and, and really gauging um, how much of an influence um, my staff and I have had on them in a short period of time. And so that's really uh, that's really what I'm going to gauge the most of. Well, we know that you've got a good uh, good punter coming back. There was a um, uh, Mid South Sun uh, all all division selection there with a long of 71 yards last year. So you talk about bombing them deep. Uh, your you, your guys are going to have to run a long way on that on that punt coverage. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'll give up. I'll I'll, I'll take a one yard. I'll take a, a zero to one yard average return. Um, for for anything i've been one of those guys having to run down on those on those uh 60 65 yard bombs sometimes you punt your coverage and so uh for me it's it's again it's bottom line numbers on that one and and i and i'm just really i'm i'm so excited to watch these guys run around well coach we enjoyed having you on the show and we'll be watching uh the southeastern fire team this year we're excited to get some football going down uh some sometime real soon here, hopefully, and um, both. looking looking forward to what this season has to offer. Appreciate it, Corey. Thank you so much for your time and and, uh, and giving some love to Southeastern University and the Fire. Uh, we're so happy to be representing um, such a great university, such a great community of people, and go Fire! Thanks. Hey guys, Corey here. If you enjoy our show and the coverage of small college football we provide, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash NAIFball. In doing so, you help support small college football media coverage. For the next 20 or so $3 patrons, we will send you a limited edition holographic NAIFball sticker. These are gorgeous, and we only have a limited amount to send out. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash NAIFball and become a patron today.